good evening and remain indoors. Hey guys, welcome back to the Remain Indoors podcast. I am Isaac. And I'm Ruben. And today, who are we interviewing? Who are we talking to? We are we are talking to Callum McAllister of Toodles and the Hectic Pity, which is pretty sick. So, uh, should we go straight into that? Let's do straight it. Straight in. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> so, you are... I'm tired. You are... <laughs> <laughs> you are Callum McAllister of Tudors and the Hectic Pity. Um, how did how did that start? What is Tudors and the Hectic Pity, and where did you get going from? Um, so we were basically um, we started we went to school together, the three of us, uh, me, Max, and Dom, um, and we went to the same secondary school. So we've known each other since we were about eleven. Um, but we started playing songs together we all did music a level and then we kind of started like a covers band for a little while which we did at um a friend's festival and he basically asked us to he asked the three people that he knew who were musical to do something for his festival so that's kind of how we like got together and started playing music together we were friends anyway but that's just how that happened Mm. and then that's kind of happened so that festival is now been going on seven years, six years maybe, Jesus. and he's kind of gone on like from what was essentially a garden party to kind of just like I think it's now just shy of a thousand cat festival, and we kind of just came back and played every year as like a thing of tradition. But that's cool. You know, that's really cool. Really we did, sick, yeah. yeah, it was really fun, and it was like a year after we did a cover set, we we're like, oh, maybe you know, like you know, maybe we could actually just take this seriously and write some songs, yeah. and then kind of like each year beyond that, we've kind of come back progressively a little bit better like even the first year when we started doing our own songs it was kind of like pretty ropey and then the second year it was like slightly less ropey and we only then started recording stuff until a year after that um so yeah i figured i figured out the other day it's been five years since we started playing original songs together that's really oh, nice cool. so that's probably like that's the that's when the band kind of like started wow that's pretty cool um and then so five years ago would have been 2015 and then when did yeah. uh when did your first album come out? Uh, EP, sorry. Uh, cool and Sick. So we did, um, yeah, so we actually did a like a, a, a three-track demo mm-hmm. in 2016. Um, and then, which was just because I was going to, um, I was doing a year abroad in Canada and we kind of figured we were like, you know, we've, we've written some good songs and we don't want this to kind of like fall by the wayside. So we recorded those mm-hmm. really sort of like, really basic just in our bedrooms and kind of like, you know, it was a bit ropey, yeah. but there we go. And then... <laughs> In 2017, we did Call In Sick, which was kind of, which w- was an attempt to kind of do, so we did one of those songs, we re-recorded it, and then we had four more new ones, and that was kind of an attempt to sort of, um, you know, get something like real out there into the yeah, world that yeah, wasn't yeah. just kind of like, you know, a demo. Um, so that would have been, that would have been 2017 in, so yeah, three years in June or July, I think. Damn. What was it like recording for the first time? Like, um, was it stressful nice. or is it like? Yeah, it is kind of stressful. And you know, like when we did, when we did Call in Sick, we recorded all of our parts. Um, so there's a there's a recording studio underneath the exchange, which um, a friend of ours called Joe runs called Joe's Garage, and we use that um, 
the first time because it was really really cheap um <laughs> and we and we knew him and it, was, it seemed like a convenient location yeah. but it's quite small so we had to do all the parts sort of like you know you record all of the drums in one take and then you record the oh, guitar track by track yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and i find that really difficult and we all yeah. found it really difficult yeah as well. it's horrible <laughs> it's really horrible and it was like the guitar is like i don't think that i'm necessarily like you know i'm a perfectly fine guitar player but it was just like i was really really struggling to get keep it in time keep it yeah. to the click and everything like that yeah, yeah. so i found that really difficult but then when we did the more recent record it was like we just did it all live and that feels that felt way more natural and way easier so but the, but the first the first one i was just like I'm not cut out for this. Like, I just don't have the, like, you know, I didn't have it yeah. rigid enough, you know? Yeah. So, uh, you mentioned one of the songs that crossed over from the original demo. Which one was that, can I ask? That, that was uh, Oh My Dear. Ah, I like Oh My Dear. I like them all, to be fair. <laughs> um, <laughs> that, was the first, that was the first song we wrote, actually. So, that's, that song is five years old. Wow. Damn. It's insane. Um, <laughs> uh, so, it was released on Invisible Llama Records, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. How do you... How did you get in touch with them? How do you know? Tell us a bit about them. So it's um it's Iwan uh, Best who is the venue manager at the exchange, and we he wasn't at the time the venue manager, and he wasn't at the time he didn't have a label at the time. So when we met him, it was so we'd been playing Inglefest, which was that festival for a couple of years, and then we sort of after I got back from Canada, we said you know we're gonna try and do some some gigs in Bristol and the first one that we played which was at a venue called The Hatter um, we messaged we kind of like had been emailing around a few venues just being like you know we're interested in playing yeah. and the only one who actually got back to us was um, The Exchange because Iwan was running the um, was running the emails and he kind of said oh yeah sure you know when's your next gig and so we told him and he came along and he was just really into it and we kind of thought that that was like a really big deal at the time and kind of thought that he must be a really big deal just because yeah. he happened to work at the exchange. Yeah, but he yeah. was genuinely just like working behind the bar at the exchange and he was just like, you know, just a regular bloke. And he was like, yeah, I'm into it, you know, like and kind of side getting us some other gigs and stuff. And eventually he just kind of said, you know, like, I think that this is good. And I kind of wanted to start, he wanted to start his own label anyway. And so he just said, you know, we, we were thinking about doing an EP and we were like, okay, we could do it on tape or we could do it on CD or we could yeah. just do a digital or something like that. And he was like, Nah, you're doing it vinyl. I'm paying for it. Let's nice. just like go for it, and then you know I can start this record label. And he's done a, he's done a few other records since, um, but this was kind of like, yeah, this was the first one, and it was very much like a, you know, it was like a trial and error kind of thing. Oh yeah, of but, course. Um, but super grateful for him for doing it because it's not it's not a cheap endeavor, and it's not. Um, oh, no. And you've got to you've got to trust that the. You know, you've got to trust that you think the band are any good as well <laughs> that you'll actually yeah. like, get your money back, basically. Um, yeah, and so um, I don't know whether they haven't really put anything out particularly recently, but I still think that they're they're kind of just like picking and choosing when they when they really like something they're gonna put it out, but they're not they're not making like you know a business out of it or anything like that. Yeah, which I think is really cool to like uh, choose like well, it shows that when they actually do um, put something out, they really care about it, like, something they've chosen to do. Yeah. And that they've invested That's in. That's the best kind of yeah, label, yeah, I think, because so. you want to have. Oh, definitely. Yeah, you want you want to have like a label that's really invested in the bands and really invested in the success of the mm -hmm. bands as well, not just for financial reasons, but for, you know, but because you actually like them. But um, yeah, so he, we've we've now known him for ages, and we, me and Max, both work at the exchange, and he's now since the venue manager there. So um, so yeah, still still a great friend of ours. 
and still and still booking gigs for us as well like still just like you know when something That's comes awesome. up we'll just kind of send it our way which is really nice yeah um so the exchange yeah what's it like working there <laughs> it's nice yeah i like it um it's kind of like everyone who works there kind of just like don't know whether I should say this, but it's just like, Uh-oh. they just kind of fell into that job. It's like, you, you, it wasn't like any, anyone like applied to, yeah. to work there. It was just kind of like, uh, I, you know, we, we knew Iwan uh, for a bit and he asked Max if he needed a, he needed a job, yeah. um, which would just be like covering the door shift. And that's pretty much the same thing that happened to me, except I ended up working in the cafe because, because at the time they had loads of people off sick and my, uh, the cafe manager, Harry just messaged me and was like, can you make copies? And I was like, yeah, I, I can try. <laughs> nice. Yeah. yeah, it's a really nice place to work, especially because it's community-owned. So it's yeah. like just a really like wholesome vibe. And they yeah. do great food, great vegan food. The, the food is good. It's good. I like it. <laughs> no food at the moment, though. I, <laughs> not much at the moment, unfortunately. Mm. Um. Yeah. So then, tell us about your recent EP, uh, Ghost Ghost Gilts and Grandparents. Yes. Um. Yeah. So we we pretty much straight off the bat after we finished the. Uh, call in sick we were signed to write songs along that theme but it took for some reason it just took us a really long time to kind of like um we were living in so when call in sick came out uh we were still kind of living in different cities so we hadn't started working at the exchange and we weren't all in bristol so it was kind of like it's difficult to maybe get together and really workshop mm-hmm. some songs so it yeah. took us a while to get to it but um we basically where Call in Sick was like, it was the five songs that we happened to have done at the time, or you know what our, what we thought our five best songs were. With this one, we kind of like really planned it out and kind of said, you know, like we're writing. We decided the themes that we're writing the songs on, and kind of just like decided to experiment in that, you know, in the in inside yeah, those themes. Thematically, it's quite it's, it's a little different from um, Call in Sick, I'd say. Yeah, yeah, exactly, and it's like. You know, we had like a really. It did feel like we had a really clear vision of what we wanted it to be, and at a, for a while we were talking about, you know, maybe we'll just save these songs and do an album on this theme. But we eventually just decided, like, you know, we. I think we've got everything that we want here now, and it'd been it'd been a while since the first EP, and also we kind of like it's a bit of a it's a kind of a long boring story but we basically like we're trying to record it for a really long time as well yeah. and we had like places that we were trying to book with the um engineer who did our first record yeah. because we really liked what they did and we were kind of, and it, it just ended up being those logistical problems and eventually we were just like oh you know let's just get it over with and get it and we did it somewhere which um our engineer tim uh works out down in Torden, which is kind of like it's quite a small studio and it's quite like um, it's not super professional, but because they knew it really well, oh it, yeah, it, it made it so much easier. So yeah, and so we recorded that, um, which would have been summer of last year, um, and yeah, came out I think two or three months ago now. Really pleased with it. Yeah, it's just I a like sick it. Record, yeah. I quite like it. <laughs> um, yeah, the... uh, really, pl- really pleased with it. You know. Yeah, the title. Yeah. I like the title, um, but what does it mean? <laughs> um, so there's there's a lyric in Mountain Man which is which is where the title comes from. Mm. But when we when Call and Sick came out, and I I actually know this because it came up on like 
you know, those like Facebook memory posts and it's like, oh, two years ago today, you yeah. posted this thing. And I think I posted something on there which says, you know, we're really pleased with Call and Sick and now we're writing songs about Ghost Girl and Grandparents. And it was essentially just kind of like, oh, that was me just saying like, you know, these are these are three things that I think the songs are going to be about. Nice. Really okay, cool. cool. Actually, I like that. It sounds nice. Yeah. yeah. And it was, it was kind of like at a time where I, you know, I was thinking a lot about the fact that you kind of get to a certain age in the early 20s and it's like your grandparents either are all dead or they're starting to die and you're kind of thinking about yeah. that and you're thinking about you know what maybe you know it's hard to put into words but i was kind of feeling gloomy you know yeah. it was kind of like yeah a, you know a, a putting all those themes together very sad moment of your life <laughs> right okay so, um, so, talking about the album, well, it's not an album. Would you say it's an album or would you say it's an EP? Uh, it's an EP, although, yeah. like, you know, it's twenty, it's twenty-two minutes long, which is mm. like almost album length, really. But yeah, it's only because the last, you know, if we'd added two more songs, it probably could have been an album. But yeah, yeah it's an EP. It's on one side of a twelve-inch, so. <laughs> um. So the album cover, right, you've been doing prints for the singles and then actual albums. about why you chose to do actual prints, like the black and white and all the, I don't know. Yeah, so it's actually kind of weird because when we sat down to start talking about the artwork, me and, me and Max both said that we weren't especially fussed about necessarily what it was going to be specifically but we'd been brainstorming and kind of said we want something really expressive we want something really colorful which is obviously not what it ended up being (laughs) but it was kind of like we were there we were brainstorming it and we kind of talked about it for ages and we we all really like we all really like like physical art you know like stuff that people actually paint or they print or whatever rather than digital art not that there's anything wrong with digital art but it's really nice to have something physical um and Fee, who's the who is the artist, is Max's girlfriend, and she'd been doing loads of really interesting woodcuts, and we kind of we I don't know how we ended up on it, but we decided that we wanted to do some kind of like Led Zeppelin four style, like there's like a symbol that represents each song kind of yeah. thing, and then we figured like oh we could do that in woodcuts, and then you know if we did do that in woodcuts, then therefore we could reuse the woodcuts to do. Um, to do prints and then we ended up deciding that lino was probably way way easier to actually like to use because woodcut would just take fucking ages yeah, yeah but we kind of figured like well well we were brainstorming this we were talking to andrew and Kay, who put out the record and you know they were kind of coming up with ideas of like like you know things that you can do for the people who buy the record or things that you can do for they have a season ticket which is like people subscribe to the label and then they get every record that comes off the label and if we could do something that would make them really special for them as well mm-hmm. and yeah. Then, yeah so we figured you know if we were doing liner cuts for each of the each of the songs and therefore we could do prints that could go along the songs and we yeah. could bash those out really easily cool. yeah it was really fun it took uh, like but it ended up being like oh so we've got these five different prints which each one represents all the songs and now we've actually then got to digitally cut them up and figure out how they are going to work on an album <laughs> and that took fucking ages <laughs> and we had so many arguments about it as well because we were all really like really um argumentative about what we thought 
it should look like even yeah. though we had these like five really lovely pieces of artwork we were still kind of like yeah. trying to decide how it was going to look on the on the record but yeah, it, ends, it ended up looking great so i'm really happy um the c word the c word coronavirus oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> um we have to talk about it i feel like i feel like we should you you had um yeah, we need to yeah you had you had a tour plan didn't you the, the release yeah, so we were due to be touring, I like mid mid March, I think, which it ended up being like pretty much bang on the week when lockdown was announced. Yeah. Um, but it was kind of like it was weird because you know two or three weeks before it was kind of like oh you know is it going to be that bad? Do we have to cancel? Yeah, and we yeah, kind of yeah. we were coming up with the pretense of like you know so you know we were still like promoting the shows and stuff because no one had messaged us. None of the promoters had messaged us and say like you know. We're planning on cancelling, so it was kind of like oh, it didn't seem like a big deal up... until it was. It, it, it hit <laughs> all of a sudden. Yeah, and I was definitely in the denier camp. I was <laughs> yeah. talking to Dom, and he was like, "It's not happening," and I was just like, "Totally, it's happening. We'll probably, we know, we'll practice our set. You know, we'll get the merch together. It's gonna be fine." But you know, obviously, it didn't, and that sucks. But like, you know, there are worse things in the world. We got to do an EP launch, and that was really fun. Yeah, um, it's a shame that we didn't get it. Like it, we were gonna do five shows, um, and it's like we can we can just book them again in you know whenever yeah. we come out of this. But it does kind of it does suck. We had some shows booked in Europe as well for what would be next month, I think. But we had kind of like we'd only booked a couple of those, and by the time that this all came around, it was kind of like no one else is gonna. We're not going to be able to fill the gaps in between yeah, them, even yeah. if it, even if we are able to be out there. There's not enough time to actually sort that out, so it'll be postponed. <laughs> yeah, but like that's happened to lots of bands, and it's happened to bands who are like coming from the states to the UK and the, and vice versa. So it's like way worse for them. Yeah, there are yeah. so many bands that have cancelled from the states that oh, I'm super upset about. Yeah, yeah. but it's, it sucks. For the greater good, I guess. Yeah. Is like honestly the thing I'm more bummed out about is that I can't that we can't meet up and have band practice and start working oh, on new songs because yeah. it feels like For sure. we've got this dead time so it's like yeah. it'd be really cool to use that in a productive way but we just can't do that right now. Uh, so what have you been doing with your, with your ex, ex, extra time? So as a band, we basically um, have. I've been working on new songs by myself, which is which is good but um it tends to be one of those things where i always come up with like very very short song ideas and then we bring them to the band and then that actually like fills them out so it's quite hard to finish songs mm -hmm. just by myself but you know that's like progress um and then what we're doing just because we're incredibly bored and we we're kind of like you know maybe we should just do kind of some sort of like fun content was we're doing a um we're doing three composite videos where we basically recorded ourselves playing different parts and we're going to stitch those together that's pretty cool actually. Um, but cool. they're like yeah yeah they're like acoustic like slowed down and with different instruments versions of three of our songs so it's kind of like they're not it's not, it's not new stuff but it's kind of like something that will be fun to watch and fun yeah. to listen to yeah yeah, yeah. So, yeah. And, that, and that and like dom's really enjoying that because he gets to mix it all and everything and um yeah, so that's that's really where's... nice. But it's it's like, sorry, guys. Okay. Oh, uh, where's that going to be uh, released? Mm, I don't know. Um, Dom has been like firing mixes back and forth to us. Maybe maybe a week or two. And uh, whereabouts? So, 
Uh, so we're going to put it up on YouTube. We might do the MP3s as some kind of download, but we haven't decided yet. It's kind of weird because it's like they're not new songs, so you don't want to kind of like yeah. release them in any format that suggests to people that you've kind of you don't want to be like, oh, look, there's new music, and then it's actually just like songs you've done before. <laughs> but they're really nice. Like I think they're really cool reinterpretations. Yeah. They're way different to what they are on the record it's sort of so. refreshing though at the end of the day it's like almost a new sound i guess if you're doing it a different way yeah and i think and it's, like, good, it's good for it's you got... as well as like other people and your audience or whatever mm, yeah that yeah that's that's the thing it's really good um so dom is he's a um professional musician he does session work and he does um and he works in a um, function band and stuff. And obviously that's completely dried up. So he's just like, he's just got, he was just like, you know, I'm just going to use this time to learn mixing. And this is a really yeah. good excuse to do that. Um, and it's been really fun because we have to kind of think about, we're reinterpreting the songs, which is fun, but we also don't have the same instruments that we would have anyway. So Dom's yeah. using various different kind of percussion stuff. And he's added like, you know, a second guitar and Max is doing piano. And it's like, that's it's really, really cool. it's really cool. That's really I personally can't wait. Yeah, and it's just... Yeah, thanks, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm, really, I'm really looking forward to it coming out. It's going to be really fun. But, um, but yeah, it would be, it'd be cool to... We had we had kind of like... We had a new song that was basically done. And we were like, oh... You know, once we get back from touring, we'll record that. And then that can be a single. And then, you know, then we can start working on another album. Um, but, yeah, we're just going to have to wait. To be continued. Yeah. To be continued, indeed. But it feels, yeah, it feels like, I don't know, I feel like I'm making good progress on songs, and because the previous record took us such a long time to to get to a point where we felt happy with where the songs were, it's good to, like, get a head start on that. I want to talk about Max real quick. Okay. <laughs> about mullet. About the what? The mullet. Oh, it's good, yeah. It's real good. I intended <laughs> to get a mullet myself, um, <laughs> because... When me and Ruben saw you guys at uh, the specialist subject all day, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, I I wasn't really like into like the whole scene, but now I kind of am after going to that sh- show. But like, wouldn't expect a mullet to be there, but <laughs> the mullet trend has actually blown up recently. It has blown up, and um, you know, I don't want to say that Max, you know, pioneered it, but. He was certainly oh, he one of the did. early. He definitely He did. was an early adopter, yeah. <laughs> and I know, I know, a fair few friends who are rocking mullets now, and it's yeah. and I, you know, like my hair's getting quite long because I haven't had a haircut in a while, so it's getting mullety. But um, yeah, he um, yeah, it's a good look. He used to have kind of like shoulder length hair, and then he went and cut it really, really short, and now it's a mullet. And he's talking about completely shaving his head actually, but I told him. Oh, no, the beautiful mullet. <laughs> no. Yeah, I know, and he's got such wonderful curls as well. It's lovely. Yeah. It's really nice. No, you shouldn't do that. No, and it's like he's got boyish good looks, and I think you kind of ruin that if you shave your head. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but um, we we um, we're doing um, a live stream on Tuesday on Specialists Instagram, and I'm trying to persuade Max to like you know you can like join a live stream yeah. from a separate yeah. account, and I was like you could come in like halfway through. And you know, do your mullet guide and then <laughs> shoot off again. I will tune in yep. for that. <laughs> yeah, I'm not promising it's happening because I haven't persuaded him to do it yet. But you know, I think he should. Yeah, definitely. The people need to know the tips. Yes, exactly. I don't know what you're getting yourself in for. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, how are you doing anyway? Like, how are you? <laughs> yeah, I mean, pretty good. Like, could be a lot worse. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's a weird time, isn't it? Yeah, it is for everyone. Everyone's in the same boat, so it's just, like, horrible. Both yeah. me and it's Ruben a really good are musicians. chance to listen to podcasts oh, and music, though. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah, but it's all... It's also really hard for like musicians like me and Ruben and yourself and all yeah. independent just, just trying to like record and everything's gone out the window. It's just quite a pessimistic time. Yeah, it's just about using the time in, well, not necessarily like using the time super productively, but trying to like, you know, make the best yeah. of a bad situation kind of thing. Um, what else besides music have you been, you've been doing to keep entertained? Um, been I've been baking. I've been doing a lot of cooking. Oh, you've been cooking. Been reading a lot. Um, so I've been so my housemate has been working on like you know sourdough bread, mm-hmm. which is great. Nice. Um, and I'm kind of like I don't want to interfere in that, but I do like baking. Yeah. Um, so I've been using some of the uh, leftover starter to make sourdough pizza dough. It's been really that fun. Sounds delicious. And yeah, it was really good. And I made my own wraps the other day because all the supermarkets were out of wraps so i was like i guess i'll learn how to do that <laughs> nice um so i made burritos and how do you make really wraps, good um so it's really dead easy actually like flour wraps is just like it's just plain flour baking powder um i used butter it said in the recipe to use lard but obviously i'm not going to use lard um <laughs> and water and it was literally just like you mash it all together and then you you kind of like knead it for a bit and leave it 15 minutes and then roll it out and put it in a frying pan and that, that was it and it was really good i i didn't know our podcast was a food podcast but it I is think now we've been converted but i'm down for food talk like i absolutely <laughs> love food <laughs> yeah i love cooking um yeah so i've been doing a bit of that but because like because um i in with my housemates usually we'd all be on different schedules and we just kind of like cooked for ourselves but now we're cooking for each other so i'm actually that's cooking cool. maybe less often than usual because it's like i'm only cooking once every four days yeah that's cool but it's nice you know it means i don't have to cook every night yeah what have you guys been up to i've been uh experimenting my uh, uh music i guess i've gone very electronic um coming from like a shoegaze background um cool i've gone deep dive Diven, diven. <laughs> <laughs> Language is difficult. <laughs> Deep dove um, into the electronic scene. I've obviously been into it quite a lot, um, but I don't know. Making it myself is just like it's really it's a whole new world. It's it's really interesting. That's cool, but, though. Yeah. Yeah. Ruben, what have you been doing though? I've been like I've set up uh, Cubase at home, so I've been like doing like some lo-fi bedroom production of music nice yeah nice. i've been enjoying it i've been like staying up way too late oh yeah i've become away. nocturnal yeah i've become yeah. nocturnal <laughs> i don't go to bed to, to like four now it's, oh my god it's not yeah good. i mean i i was like you used to i used to like go to bed super early like in you know the the time before it was like you know, <laughs> nine o'clock, ten o'clock bedtimes, and now I'm just like, and I was like, oh, how how is that going to change? Like, I'm still going to have the yeah. same routine. It's like, no, just totally out the window. Yeah. That's, but yeah, Max has been doing some kind of like he's not necessarily making electronic music, but his his um, uh, degree is in computer science, and he's been doing um, 
like algorithmically generated music as part oh, of his that's dissertation. That's really cool. That's, that's really interesting. It is really cool. Yeah. Yeah. So he made this like this was all going down before this happened, oh, and yeah. you know I got to like play with it and stuff, and he made this like digital theremin, which basically like you get to operate oh, it with your hand, yeah. and then it inputs it to the computer, and then it algorithmically generates music, and it was so cool. That is really cool. Yeah. And so I helped him. I helped him proofread his dissertation, which was like. It was quite boring, but it was only because it's like a science-based dissertation. I was yeah. just kind of like, you know, it's very like, it's very in the nuts and bolts of it. Yeah. But I think the concept is really cool. So uh, you'd mentioned you'd been reading as well. Uh, one of the uh, lyrics, I think it's from Ducks, is I thought when I was old, I'd be a science fiction author. Is that like autobiographical? Is that something you thought you'd become? Uh, yeah, I think that the, this... I'm really into science fiction at the moment. I think when I was younger, I was, I thought that I would be a fantasy writer. Right, okay. I think that science fiction works better in the lyric, and it's kind of like, you know, just for whatever reason. But, um, yeah, I think that was one of those things where it was like, I really thought that that would be the case from when I was like six until ten, and then I decided that, that wasn't very cool, and so I started learning the guitar. And then it was kind of like 16... When I became 16, I was suddenly like, oh, actually, nah, that is cool. And so I started kind of like being a bit more interested in reading again. Um, Resurgence. I like writing and stuff, um, but that's not like necessarily a career path that I see myself going down. But yeah, I've been, been reading a lot. been reading a lot of science fiction at the moment, actually, just because it's like really good um, escapist stuff. Like I usually read a lot of nonfiction, but that is like way too heavy right now it's like yeah. it's just so easy to get distracted and so easy to be like oh this sucks but yeah i mean now's a good time to be reading some books oh yeah and it's also a total good antidote to like overuse of social media and looking at the news all the time which is even more you know omnipresent at the moment absolutely i've been reading um i've been reading a book called how not to be a boy by uh, oh, yeah. a comedian um robert webb so it was it's really interesting yeah. So recommend. Oh, cool. Yeah, I haven't read it, but yeah. any listeners, he, if we um, have... he's got a novel coming out at some point as well. He does. Yeah, it is science fiction too. Oh, is it? Yeah, oh, it's nice. about. I, th- I think it's about. Um, I think a woman whose husband dies, and then she wakes up, um, like, as a teenager again, um, and has like the opportunity cool. to like relive her life with her husband. It's... That's very cool. Yeah. I might read that. That sounds good. <laughs> yeah, when it comes out, I am uh, definitely going to give that a read. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I used to, um, I, up until January, had worked in a couple of different bookstores for like the last three or four years. And so I felt like really, really um, in tune with all the books that were coming out. And then it's only been a couple of months, but then since then, I'm just suddenly just like, oh, God, no <laughs> fucking clue what anyone's talking about. When anyone talks about a book, I'm just like, oof, just completely lost that ability. Right. Uh well- is there anything you want to talk about? Yeah, that's, that's a good point. <laughs> um, I'm interested. Promote to know yourself. What's going on with, Promote like, yourself. The, uh, I mean, there's nothing to. I mean, like, the the record is not very old, so people can still buy it, and like, it's been going really well. So you know, if people are listening and are interested, we'll put links um, in the then, right places. Yeah. Then links, yeah, and it's also like you know, now's a really so musicians are you know like not necessarily me because like i don't make money off of music but people who are who do that for a living are really struggling so it's like a good time to like be streaming music and buying music if you can um absolutely and from you know ideally from like independent record stores but again that's not always an option um 
see that's what i'll be plugging but um i'm interested to know what's what's going on with this podcast though i'm like <laughs> we are too oh no yeah what, what, what is going on we shall see it's, uh, it's a hot mess yeah is there like a general plan or are we kind of like just... we're going uh like band by band seeing who wants cool. to talk to us um we like to keep it casual so that's my favorite kind of podcast just ramble about random shit yeah totally like all my favorite podcasts are like that and there are very few podcasts that when people say they're going to make a podcast they're like oh i've got a really like solid format and idea and it's like really regimented and i'm always just like i'm not gonna listen to that because like i don't i don't like that kind of stuff (laughs) i'm just like you just gotta you know it's about the hosts and you know who's going on and the kind of dynamic between those people yeah i think I think it's good to have like a natural conversation. Or, yeah, definitely. Uh, I'm not sure how successful we're, we're being on that front, but uh, we're trying. <laughs> yeah, it's if someone brings it up, then that makes it makes it crap. <laughs> then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. My. <laughs> yeah. Right. Let Let's Let's finish up now. Yeah. <laughs> if people are still listening, uh. Well Don't done. Keep forgetting this far. <laughs> um, well done. Um, yeah, I like that. that was fun. Obviously, check out Toodles on the Hectic Pity. That was uh, the one thing we didn't ask, actually. What does what's Toodles on the Hectic Pity? What is the name of? Oh about? yeah. Oh yeah. So that's that's a good question. Um, so there is a uh, there's a book by Joseph Conrad called The Secret Agent and. In that book, there's a character called Toodles, and he is, he's like, it's kind of like a comic character, but it's actually really sad at the same time, and the book is kind of like that as well, it's like, it's about this kind of, like, government plot that's also a bit of a farce, but it ends up, like, catching loads of real people up in its web in a really nasty way. Anyway, so there's a character called Toodles in that, and he, his thing is, like, he's just got, like, this ridiculous empathy for everyone he meets and so in the in the sort of like afterword of that book um which is written by a different writer and i can't remember who it's by um that he's talking about that character and he says toodles and the hectic pity referring to his like you know empathic yeah. qualities mm-hmm. and i just highlighted that and i sent a picture to max and dom and i was like bad name <laughs> and they said no <laughs> <laughs> But, like, we kind of just, like, we didn't have any, you know, our, all the other bad names that we came up with were, if you can imagine it, way, way worse than that. So we were kind of just, like, we kind of settled on it in the end because we were kind of like, it's quirky, people are not going to forget it. Um, yeah, yeah, and it yeah. kind of meant what we wanted it to mean as well. It's like, you know, yeah. hopefully the songs are mostly about, like, being being honest about your feelings and being generous to other people and kind of, like, really, like, experiencing that in a really raw way. So I think that kind of works with the songs. I think it um, does. And it's also kind of like, it's maybe, I can't think of the word, it's kind of like a silly name as well. I think that we're kind of like, we're yeah, a bit of a silly I band. I like yeah. it, I like it. I like it. <laughs> Thanks, yeah. And it's like, you know, you're, you're going to be able to, like, I bought the domain name for like £10. So it's just like, <laughs> no one else wants that domain name. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, so that's the origin story. And someone, one, and then one single time, someone came up to me after a gig and they said, that's from The Secret Agent, isn't it? And I was like, <laughs> Oh yes. hell yeah! Yes, Someone got the reference, <laughs> and I was like, "Yeah," and I had no idea what he was talking about for a second because no one ever says that. He was like, "Oh yeah, secret agent, great book," and I was like, "What the fuck's this guy talking about?" <laughs> I was like, "Oh yeah." 
So oh, yeah, yeah, that was really gratifying. Nice. Go. It was really nice talking to you. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it was really nice talking to you guys. Um, Thank you for coming on. Learned a lot about you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. Alright, thanks for yeah. listening, guys. Um. Hey guys, thanks for listening to the podcast. Um, who do we have next week, Isaac? We have the indie rock band from Bristol, Don't Worry, joining us. Both both singers, bo- both singers. <laughs> both, both vocalists. <laughs> we'll see you then. <laughs> Bye.